It's very important that we understand what Jesus is teaching us today in this gospel. As we prepare some of us to plant our gardens, I used to plant a rather big flower garden, but we know that all the effort and the labor that many of us will put into those gardens is all for the purpose of the fruit, the end result. Whether it's the flowers that will delight us by their beauty and their fragrance, or whether it's the vegetables and the berries that'll nourish us in the fall and throughout this winter. God looks out at this family, this community of disciples. He looks out at this field of human hearts and he desires us to be very fruitful. But what is this fruitfulness that the Lord is talking about? Because he says, we are like branches that are grafted onto him. And if we, the branches, be bare fruit in our life, he says the Father wants to prune us so that we bear even more fruit. And then he ends by saying, by this is my Father glorified that you, you and I, bear much fruit. How did the early Christian church that Jesus formed, how did they understand this teaching? Let's go into St. Paul. There's a few places where he says how they understood this. For example, to the Christians in, in Corinthia, in uh, the Corinthian Christians, he that supplies seed to the sower and bread for our good shall increase the fruits of your righteousness. And then to the Christians in Philippi, he says, It is my wish that you may be found rich in the harvest of righteousness which Jesus Christ has ripened within you to the glory and the praise of God. And he speaks about how the Holy Spirit is the one within us that helps to produce these fruits of holiness. And he specifies what those fruits of holiness are. He gives nine of them, even though there's more. He lists the nine. Many of us learned these in our catechism class. I bet you many of you could just roll them off your tongue right now. But here they are. The fruits of holiness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I don't know about you. I would love to have more of any of these. 
And the Lord knows this. And he knows that that happiness that you and I desire, he knows that that is connected to holiness. If you and I want to be happy, we also have to want to be holy because our happiness will only increase to the degree that we are willing to grow in holiness in the way that we deeply desire and the way that God wills for us. How does this holiness happen? I love the new exhortation that Pope Francis just gave to the church, to all of us. And in his manner of doing things, it's really practical. I'd highly recommend us reading it. He's calling the document The Joy of Holiness. And here's how he talks about it grows by small, little ways, little gestures of holiness. Because we become holy by little acts of holiness throughout the day. Here's the example he gives A woman goes shopping. She meets a neighbor and they begin to speak. And then the gossip starts. But rather than inclu including herself, she says in her heart, No, I will not speak badly of anyone. This is a step forward in holiness. Later at home, one of her children wants to talk to her about their hopes and dreams. And even though she's tired, she sits down and listens with patience and love. This is another sacrifice that brings holiness. Later, she experiences in her heart anxiety. But recalling the special love of the Virgin Mary, she takes up her rosary and prays with faith. This is yet another path that leads to holiness. Later still, she goes out onto the street and she encounters a poor person and stops to say a kind word to them. One more step to holiness. These opportunities abound in our life. But this, when, when God sees any one of us making these kinds of steps into holiness, the Father is going to prune us in order that we bear even more fruit. And here's where the Holy Spirit enters in another way. The Holy Spirit is called the sanctifier because the Father, when he prunes us, it is through the presence of the Holy Spirit that our hearts become purified, pruned. The disciple that wrote the letter to the Hebrews, boy, did he understand this. Let's listen together 
what he wrote. This is what he says. Do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord in your life, nor lose heart when God reproves you. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. So endure your trials as the discipline of God who deals with each of you as children. God disciplines us for our true profit that we may share his holiness. For the moment, discipline is painful rather than pleasant, but later it brings forth the fruits of peace and righteousness to those who are trained in its school. Boy, I wonder if you and I realize when we get up in the morning, no matter how old we are, we are entering again the classroom of holiness. And it's happening every day. As we become more like Jesus in the way that we think, in the way that we speak, in the, in the desires of our hearts, in the way we act and respond to all the different situations of life. Let me give you two examples of this pruning of the Father in the Spirit. I am sure that besides myself, that there are sitting in the pews today those who struggle to trust in God. Those who struggle to trust in God at all times. Maybe like me, you struggle with being a control freak. Something happens like the weather, or someone gets sick. Something unexpected happens, and our whole life takes a turn. At that moment, I have a choice. Do I continue to be willful and just to keep pushing my way no matter what and be very unpeaceful? Do I become self-reliant rather than leaning on God? Am I willing to surrender my life and to trust that this change is going to be for good as part of God's will? So at the moment that that change in weather or sickness or whatever changes my plans happens, pruning. The Father is pruning my tendencies to want to control. And by that pruning, He's inviting me to surrender my will and to accept His will and to put my faith in God at that moment. That's painful. But as we do that more and more, we, we reap the fruits of holiness. We become more joyful. We become more peaceful. Even when life doesn't go our way. This is wonderful. Not at first, but later. <laughs> Give you one more example. Like you, I know in my mind that I should not judge another person, that I shouldn't criticize or be harsh 
with the faults and imperfections of others? I know this in my mind. But I need the Father to prune me. I need the Holy Spirit to purify me because I strongly incline in that direction. And so how does that pruning look? Well, life happens. And through situations and circumstances and relationships, I discover my own weaknesses. My own sins are placed right in front of me where I have to look at them. And maybe these are weaknesses that I was blind to before, that I did not see clearly. Maybe I've been good at just ignoring them, but there they are. And sometimes I see weaknesses in myself that I have been critical of in other people. And now I see them in my own heart, pruning, ouch. And so this experience humbles me. And as this humbles me, I find my heart softening. And now I can become more compassionate, more understanding, more patient with the weaknesses, the imperfections, and struggles of others. And even with my own (laughs) pruning. But as I accept God loving me into greater humility, and as I become more able to show compassion, I am so much more happier. I am so much more peaceful and joyful when I can respond in that way. My dear friends, this is happening all day long. These opportunities to allow the Father to prune us and make our lives more fruitful in holiness. And like you, these opportunities of holiness would not be possible without Jesus. Like you, I feel like without Jesus, I can't do anything. I will just stay as I am. This is why I'm so grateful for all the ways that Jesus gives me grace to strengthen my relationship with him, to continue to be grafted onto him, the vine, so that I can accept these moments and grow in greater fruitfulness in holiness. So my dear friends, let's ask the Lord to help us Let us ask the Lord to help us be open to the pruning so that you and I can bear these fruits for the salvation of the world and the glory of God. Amen.